Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. You are back after a one-week hiatus. I was on vacation in the southwestern United States with family, but Wes and I are back. That's Wes Johnson. I'm Dustin Baker. Uh, we got some topics to cover tonight. Actually, just one singular. It's a quarterback rankings show, so that's what we'll do. Uh, but we also have a special occasion because we have Sally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, who's going to join us tonight. Uh, she is a Viking fan like several of us in this orbit, um, but she also has an NFL brain, too, that we're going to tap into to go over all these quarterbacks. Uh, but first and foremost, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. For example, uh, there's a lot of injury news today in the NBA that uh, really rocked the landscape of the association. So in light of that, the Nets are still favorites at a plus 180 money line to win the NBA championship. The Suns are plus 375. The Jazz are plus 450. And the Clippers, after the Kawhi news, are plus 550. So they round out those top four. Um, from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information from all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We have a singular focused show tonight, um, kind of like when we did like the mock draft. It was only one topic that evening. We are doing quarterback rankings, and because there's 32 on a given Sunday, um, it's going to take up the entirety of the show. So we are going to go up the snake Starting with 32, uh, we have Sally from Minneapolis, as I introduced in our introduction, and Wes from Franchise Tag. Uh, we are going to go through them from bottom to top and give our takes. Uh, we have about an hour to do so, so we'll try to keep the train moving. Uh, I will start, since it was my idea for this evening, uh, number 32, and this is by team. I didn't do any backup quarterbacks. If you guys did, that's fine. I personally left Deshaun Watson out of these uh, because I don't think he will play. If we get there, I can kind of slide him in where I think he he is. Um, disclaimer, it's probably about number four or five. Uh, anyhow, 32, I have Gerard Taylor of the Houston Texans because he is a habitual patch over quarterback. Poor guy gets sabotaged um, every stop of the way. He is passed over for the next young thing, Baker Mayfield and then Justin Herbert, both cases that worked out well for the franchise. But in terms of the pecking order, I have him at number 32. It does not mean he is a poor quarterback. Uh, I think he is an average quarterback that can, with all of the pieces around him, as we sometimes hear in our community, uh, Terod Taylor can be successful. Sally, who's at your number 32? All right, let me give a little disclaimer first. Because, um, so as we know, anybody who listened to Believe, we did the mock draft. It was extremely stressful for me because, you know, I'm, I'm not a good decision maker. So when I was going back and forth about this, um, I kept switching back in my mind going from like trying to, in, trying to analyze them as like an individual player separate from their team. But, you know, it gets complicated when there's 32 of them, but, um, I'm going to go with 32, um, Zach Wilson, uh, just because I don't know, I just don't really, that's a shitty opinion, but I don't really believe the kid has it. And I don't know about with the jets. Cause I don't think they have it together. 
That's fair. I, I struggle with where to put him. You'll, you'll hear me drop his name pretty soon. Uh, I do think he's promising. Uh, I had that Jets fear, but then I also pivot to um, Wes's corner of the country with Robert Saleh. He came to the 49ers, 49ers, so I put a little bit more trust in Saleh. Wes, who's your 32? 32 for me is Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. I think he will be looking over his shoulder for uh, the first five or six games until he finally screws the pooch and they decide to go uh, with Justin Fields. So, okay. but he gets out of sorry, go ahead. He gets out of camp as the QB one. Uh, they came out again today and <laughs> and said he's our starting quarterback. So, fools, yeah. fools. I think Andy's been playing like he just doesn't give any f's, and for that reason, I don't think he's really going to be that intimidated by Fields. He's just been kind of ch- chucking it up, you know when he last year and he just doesn't, he knows he's towards the end. I think he understands his role. And um, so I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that stressed about that. Yeah. He's probably doesn't have a whole lot to lose, but let's also remember that he is uh, 33 and we, I think we treat him like he's 39. So in theory, he could light it up and be good for seven more years. And if he's Brady, 15 more years, Uh, but anywho, Wes, who, Go ahead. Just think if uh, the Vikes drafted him instead of Ponder, it could wait a little while. Yeah, what well, did he draft in the third round that year? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. the only one left from that class for a yeah. long time. You know, and, he, and he's a pretty good quarterback. He's just uh, been stuck with the Bengals, and they actually had some playoff years, but got bounced every time. Yeah, Wes, they're mediocre for Wes. Who's your thirty-one? 31, Tua Tagovailoa for the Dolphins. Um, They played roulette with uh, he and Ryan Fitzpatrick for a majority of last year. Uh, They didn't fully trust him in Miami. And, um, yeah, I I just don't know what to expect from him uh, going forward. 31 for Sally. Um, I'm in, I'm actually in a, agreement with everything Wes just said. <laughs> I, again, like I just don't, I'm not, haven't been impressed by him. Um, he's pretty injury prone. I think is it his hip last year? That was yeah. his problem in college. Um, I, I just don't see a ton of confidence from him either. And I think that speaks volumes. Is he also your 31? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Terrific. Yeah, All right. that's okay. Uh, my 31 is Cam Newton. Uh, I don't know how long he will be the starter there, if at all. Uh, he'll probably get the nod in week one. Uh, but I was wildly underwhelmed with him last year. I know he didn't have a whole lot of weaponry around him. Uh, but he only threw eight touchdowns. And for most other quarterbacks, that would be savagery material. But because he won an MVP six years ago, I think he gets away with it. Um, but I think he is not far away from being career long backup guy with maybe one year where he pops up and shows something a little magical. Uh, but I think it's time to put him out of QB one talking points. Um, I will stick at number 30, uh, with Andy Dalton. I do think he escapes camp. Uh, to reiterate, he was a pretty good quarterback with, um, the Bengals. He's also not crazy old. He's 33. Um, but with the bears, it's kind of what the Vikings, were for quite some time, like just a comedy of quarterbacks. And uh, we've, I think we've stated that some don't believe that, Uh, but with Dalton, I don't, I don't think that it'll mix with the bears. If they happen to have one of those notorious defenses, then maybe it does, but yep. It's just a waiting game as Wes said for them to transition to fields. Wes, who is your number 30? 
Uh, number 30 for me is Sam Darnold. Um, I think he, he does have a bounce back uh, career with Carolina. Uh, but until, you know, we can see it on the field, I, I have to rank him as such. And he was God awful um, under Adam Gase during his Jets tenure. So, All right, number 30, Sam Darnold. Uh, Sally, who do you have? Um, I went with Tyrod Taylor there and I do feel kind of bad. Cause like you said, I don't think he's really gotten a fair, um, he's kind of gotten a raw deal with just the spots he's ended up in um, other than in Buffalo when they did get to that wild card round game, which wasn't that impressive for him, but you got to feel bad for him. I mean, getting his lung punctured by his own, um, his own medical uh, guys. That was really sad for him last year, but yeah, I just don't think we've seen enough. And Houston is not really <laughs> looking that great for him either. No, if you look at Houston on paper, a close second might be the Lions. But uh, Houston, is they're the most efficient team in the business, particularly because of the quarterback uh, problems, <laughs> sudden problems. Uh, they just, teams are going to eat them alive. And uh, I don't think there's any way, other way around that. So, all I right, don't know so, how Bill O'Brien is still there. He's not. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that butt. Anytime I think of them, I think of that chin, and I forgot about that. Yeah, no, he he finally got the axe. Uh, Twenty nine. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Here's the deal. I understand that his beard's cool. I understand that his chains are cool. Uh, every place he goes, he ends up starting. But for the love of Christ, that only lasts for a period of time. And the exact same damn thing's going to happen in Washington. And they're the only team in the NFL that doesn't have a long term plan at quarterback. I believe I went through every team, and I. I'm pretty sure that every team has at least something young and plausible they're going to pivot to except them. So I don't know what they're waiting for, if they like some prospect next April or what. Fitzpatrick, yes, he's cool, uh, but I've seen it too many times that he does good for about two months, if that, and then he's back to a pumpkin and just an average pumpkin at that. Uh, Wes, 29. 29, I will go with Drew Locke with Denver Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is also in camp and will push him. Uh, for the starting role, but I do see Denver sticking with Drew and trying to see if this time uh, he can come out of camp uh, healthy or at least the start of the year healthy and see what he can put uh, on the field. All right, uh, Sally, 29. Me and Wes are very in sync. I, I also had Drew Locke. Oh. I just don't – we have just haven't been impressed by him. Yeah. 28 – I- yeah, Sorry. they didn't bring in Teddy because they thought he was, you know, the for sure starter, I don't think. 28, I have Zach Wilson, mostly because of the unknown. Um, I, I think by the end of this year, he could have a Herbert S season. Uh, it's just based on the optimistic tape that I've seen. And, you know, scouts are sold on him. So, you know, how could they be wrong? Uh, but I'll put Wilson at 28, largely because he's a rookie. And I do think that he will excel to an extent. Uh, but it's just wait and see, like most of the other rookies. Um, and then I'll get to one more here in about nine spots. Uh, but Wes, what do you got for 28? Uh, same. Uh, Zach Wilson. Cool. Um, of the uh, first round rookies that were drafted, uh, Wilson, presumably, as well as uh, Lawrence will be the starters coming out of their camps. Um, yeah, and, and it's the Jets. We we don't know what we're going to see. So uh, I agree with you. 28 for Wilson. Wonderful. Sally? Um, I've got Daniel Jones. Um, 
And I, I, he just, you know, in New York, it hasn't been a great situation for him. I know he hasn't had a ton of help um, as far as wide receivers go. Um, Gosh, it's just so weird that uh, the NFC East, no one really steps up and wants to win um, ever. And that's been the thing for years. And so I think as beat down as that division is, the fact that they can't pull out some more wins um, says a lot about him. But again, he needs wide receiver hope. That was an extremely valid point with that division. It was historically bad. Uh, 27, I have Drew Locke. Uh, here's the deal. I like Drew Locke. I think that he has a solid uh, future in heaven him, ahead of him. But I've said it before on the show, this year is the litmus test. This is year three. If he's going to take his maturation uh, next step, it's going to be now just like Daniel Jones, who I'll, I'll cover in about four minutes. Um, I'll give the exact same speech. Uh, he, uh, Locke has all the weapons under the sun. He's got Judy, Sutton, Font, Tim Patrick. Got, they always have three good running backs, defensive-minded coach and Fangio. Everything he needs to get to the playoffs is there. If he can't do it, then he's going to have to go sit on the bench somewhere and wait for, a, like we used to do, the Vikings to go pick, some, pick a guy up and squeeze the prime out of him and hope for the best. So Locke is my 27. Wes, who's yours? Uh, 27 for me, Daniel Jones. Uh, pretty much exactly what you reiterated. Uh, it's a make-or-break season for him. Uh, no excuses. He's got a bevy of wide receivers and tight ends, uh, hopefully a healthy Saquon Barkley. So uh, he's just got to go out there and do it. Amen. 27, Sally. <laughs> you guys, I'm really stressed right now because so how I did this list was I started with the end, obviously, and then I left the middle blank and went to the front, you know, the start. <laughs> and I left someone off of here and I cannot for the life of me figure out who it is. So that's why I keep looking at my paper. Uh, but so 27, I have um, Cam Newton, pretty much um, what Dustin already touched on. Uh, I don't think he's the kind of guy who gets fired up with having a young guy behind him. I think he's going to take that kind of personally as we see him on the sidelines. He looks, you can tell when he's sour, you can tell when he's upset and he almost has that doesn't really want to play any more vibe to him. He kind of quits mentally, I think. So um, I don't think it's going to be a good year for him upcoming. I completely agree. I think this is a, a, a career hinge for him that he'll um, get surpassed by Mac Jones just to see what they have there while Belichick isn't uh, completely geriatric. So he can try to start another run uh, 26. This name hasn't come up, so I can't quite figure out if that makes me lower than most, probably James, James Winston. Uh, a man does not throw 30 interceptions in this day and age where interceptions are synonymous with curse words um, on accident. And I, I believe that the saints will fix him to an extent, but I don't think it will be breeze esque. And uh, the, the, the one stat that will forever uh, make me smirk is that when he threw those 30 interceptions, I believe it was 23 of them were at home and seven of them were on the road, which is absolutely mind boggling because it should be the other way around. Right. I got Jameis Winston at 26. Who do you have, Wesley? Same. Jameis. Me too. Trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> Me it, too. Wow, that's wild. So we did. So listeners, we didn't collaborate on these. It was all separate, and it's pretty wild that we all had them in the exact same spot. Jameis Winston, twenty six. Anybody? Do you want to add anything, Sally, on him? 
know a lot of the same. Um, I mean, obviously we haven't seen much from him lately, so I guess it's possible he could be, um, could have been training and working with new coaches and stuff like that and maybe figured it out, but I definitely too soon for us to say. Yeah. And when uh, Breeze went down last year, they decided to go with a converted tight end uh, for their starting quarterback. <laughs> so that told me all I needed to know about Jameis Winston. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of crab legs in New Orleans. It's crawfish <laughs> there. So I don't know if he's like getting his nutrients and all that either. <laughs> wow. 25, Wes. Who's your 25? 25, I will go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my God. That's low. Yeah. A hometown take. Let's hear it. Hometown take. Um, Obviously, he's another one that will be looking over his shoulder. We've discussed it previously. He just can't stay healthy. Um, I... I think it'll be a early season exit for him and enter uh, the Trey Lance show and uh, the 49ers won't look back to Garoppolo at all. Okay. uh, Listeners bookmark that because Wes is pretty damn good with predictions and he has a track record to prove it. So if you're on the Lance hype train, kudos, Sally, who do you have at 25? If you have to get to a point where you just say pass because you can't figure it out, then that's cool. <laughs> no, too. I think I've probably figured it out. I oh, think okay. it, I think it, whatever. Um, so I am going to go with Carson Wentz there. Okay. I, you know, remember when he first came on the scene and he was, everyone was so blown away um, at how he performed considering where he went to college. I mean, I think it's pretty much been smoke and mirrors since way back then. Um, yeah. I just don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to turn around. At 25, I have Tua Tagabayola. Uh, I saw enough from him that I thought it's what I saw was promising. So second year, uh, I expect to see a little bit more out of him. He won't have Fitzpatrick breathing down his neck as to, as to why that was a thing. I still don't get it. Um, but yeah, I I don't have him as low as the rest of you. Um, I like the fact that he's mobile. Um, so I think that they have a nice thing going down there. They've, they've built it nicely in a rebuild. So I got him a little bit higher at 25 at my 24. I have Daniel Jones, exact same speech as drew lock. Now he has uh, Kenny Galladay, hopefully, hopefully Saquon for his and their sake. I don't personally care about the giants one bit, um, but in order for him to see 2022 as a QB one anywhere, he will have to probably get to at least nine and seven or shoot. What is it now? Nine and eight and uh, go from there. Wes, who do you have at 24? Uh, This is where I slot Cam Newton at. Um, just with the free agent additions New England made, they made two splash signings at tight end. I can see them using um, Cam for a lot of intermediate passes as well as um, some type of option style um, offense where you know he's using his legs a lot rather than his arm. Uh, so I, I think they'll get as much as they can get out of Cam Newton before having to turn over uh, the reins to Mac Jones. It's very strange that they would tailor a dink and dunk style offense around him to suit his needs when no less than three or four years ago, he had the biggest arm in the, in the league. Now Mahomes might pass him. Josh Allen might pass him because of age and things. But when I think of Newton, I always think of a rocket arm, but you know, it's, it's going to be, tiny passes uh, yeah and the the accuracy i think is where was getting him in trouble yeah. um 
he probably still has the same arm strength, but yeah, not as accurate. 24 for Sally. Well, we already talked about this guy a lot, but obviously I'm still way more high on him. Um, Andy Dalton. Ooh. And I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself here because I just ranked a redhead lower than him. That's younger Carson Wentz, but I, I am partial to redheads. I know that's not a common thing for girls to be into, but it's kind of a fetish of mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like how Andy Dalton is just kind of playing like he doesn't care anymore. And I know that's a, not necessarily a compliment, but I think it can work out. Um, in Chicago, I don't think that he's going to be there for a super long time, but I think he has the experience um, to be higher on the list than some of the other ones we've talked about. All right. Men of the world, go dye your hair red after this show. No, it has <laughs> to look natural. <laughs> go dye your hair naturally looking red. And honestly, Andy Dalton's a little too red for me. <laughs> I like it a little bit more of the Carson Wentz. Oh, no, this is just... <laughs> This is like a, a playbook on how to, uh, you know, get in your good graces. So don't make it outlandish. Don't make it fiery red. Don't overdo it too naturally. Get it right there. And that. No, that it's really hard to duplicate. I don't, I don't really Who, suggest doing it. What, uh, what notable man has the perfect, uh, red hair look. Oh, gosh, let me think about this for one second. You just put me on the spot, but, um, you watch Homeland. Yeah. Or do you watch yeah. Homeland? Okay. Brody on Homeland. Ooh, okay. The terrorist. Um, I think he's got good red hair. Let me think about oh, Carson Palmer actually is perfect red hair. Oh. Because okay. it's not too, it's just enough red. That's actually Carson Palmer. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the answer. Okay. <laughs> I would like to point out that that show got markedly not as markedly not as good when Brody died. First three seasons. Oh, great. One yep. of the best shows, but after that. Yeah, I, I hung on because uh uh what's his name? Mandy, what's his name in the show? Saul. Uh Saul. Saul, right? yeah, Saul. Yeah. When they when when I think I don't know if they ever planned to make him a central character, but when they realized how cool his character was, I think they just you know split the screen between Claire Danes and and he and I I love I loved his character. I loved their almost father and daughter like dynamic, but the show yeah. suffered after spoiler, he was hung in Iran. So four and five was okay. Yeah. You know, and then after she like had the baby, it was like and was actually taking care of it. Yeah. Things got kind of, I don't know, off the walls. I'm but, with you. Spoilers. T- 20. Yeah, it's 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 enough enough in the rear view for for us to drop nuggets like that. And that's fair. And I'm watching for the first because I got HBO finally. I'm watching Game of Thrones for the first time. So I have to go out of my way to avoid spoilers. And that's not usually my niche of show. I don't do Dungeons and Dragons and sh- stuff like that. But uh, my mom watched it. She says, you got to watch it. So I'm, I'm humoring her. And she's like, do you like it more than Sopranos and The Wire now? I'm like, no, I don't. But it's still pretty good. Uh, I like gritty crime, crime drama. And nobody delivers that better than The Wire. So yeah. number 23 is Sam Darnold for me. I see moments from him that I'm like, yes, that's why they picked him that high. I've said it before on the show. I don't like his face, his head, his last name. I don't like <laughs> anything about him. And that's very shallow of me, but it just, every time I hear his name or see him, I roll my eyes. I have no good reason for it, but I think that he will um, get his second act going a little bit, a little bit prosperous in Carolina. And I put him at 23 right ahead of Daniel Jones. Wes, who do you have at 23? 23. I will go Jalen hurts. I know there's a lot of fanfare surrounding him. He did come in and uh, showed some promising talent at the quarterback position. 
Um, but I, I haven't seen enough to warrant uh, putting him higher on the list. And he is another one of those NFC East quarterbacks where somebody's just got to go and take it. Sally, 23. Yeah, it's so crazy what's been going on there for, I feel like, eight years or something. No one ever wants to step up and win that division. It comes down to the last week almost every year. Um, okay, I've also got Sam Darnold. Um, I do feel confident that with a fresh start in Carolina, he is definitely going to improve out away from Adam Gase. However, we their offensive line um, hasn't been great, and so um, I don't know how he's going to fare with that. Although I know they did work on it a little bit in the draft. When I say I dislike his name, I think the best way for me to try to describe it is like if there was somebody, a male really getting on my nerves, I'd be tempted to say, you're being a Darnold. Like it just sounds like an insult. <laughs> like this guy at work was being a complete Darnold. And um, that's the way that my, my brain works. 22 for me is Carson Wentz. Uh, it's such a riches to rag story on him. I remember I was on a honeymoon cruise in 2017 when the Vikings were rocking and rolling. They lost to the Panthers that week. But he tore his ACL. Um, threw a touchdown pass and, you know, it stunted his MVP season. Um, and then 2018 was pretty decent, 2019. And then this garbage just showed up. So I have to believe that the good part of him is in there somewhere. So uh, he could easily go up to his usual form under this new regime, which would probably be about between ninth and 12th best in the league. But that's a lot of ifs. Who do you have at 22 West? 22, I have Trevor Lawrence. Um, so 23 was Jalen Hurts, 22 is Trevor Lawrence, and then 21, when we get there, they're all kind of interchangeable for me. Um, but, yeah, I have Lawrence, number one overall pick, uh, going at 22. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what he has. Um, I'm concerned that he's um, – or he has a potential for injury. I don't know if he has enough meat on his bones to survive the rigors of a 17-game NFL schedule. So, Fair enough. 22, Sally. Again, me and Wes are in sync. I also have Trevor Lawrence. Um, everyone has said, you know, he's the most NFL-ready since Andy Luck and that narrative. And um, But he's still going to be a rookie, so... And Urban Meyer, fresh in the NFL, you know, in the NFL, what's going to happen there? What what kind of game plans is he going to have? So, yeah, I'm going Lawrence there as well. Just the inexperience factor, and we don't, we haven't seen anything from him. So, at what age does he cut his hair? Not that he has to, but he will, just like because we all do it. I don't Gardner know. Gardner Minshew did. Somebody <laughs> showed me a meme, and it's. Uh, it's, uh, it's Trevor Lawrence next to an Afghan hound hound, which you guys know what that dog is. It's like yes. got the long nose with super long, like luxurious straight hair. And I just, I can't unsee it. And every time I see his face, I see an Afghan hound and I don't know. I don't want to think about those dogs. They look weird. <laughs> well, you never see one in person. They're at like the Westminster dog yeah. show in person. They have haircuts and stuff, but Moink meat is so delicious. We love it. And you will too. get Moink right now. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on shark tank host. Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. And we agree. And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the video ring doorbell invested in Moink as a uh, Moink as well. 
Uh, why do just four companies control 80% of the meat industry? Because big food crushes a little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash B-L-E-A-V right now. And listeners to the show will get free bacon for a year with every box that is ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash B-L-E-A-V. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. That's what I see. That shiny. I don't know. I don't think he will cut it. It's kind of his brand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I figured like Herbert did. It wasn't quite that long. I personally had my hair down to about here for the ages 22 to 24, but I was more like Kurt Cobain, Tom Petty rather than anything cool, but I had to do it because I, my, my stepdad wouldn't let me grow it out when I was in high school. So one of the first things I tried to do was to rebel against that. And that's my little speech on long hair. And his uh, neck is so thick. <laughs> Maybe that's like his neck. This is mean. I shouldn't be talking about. I, I talked about Darnold. So. Like this. That's not really fair. Yeah. That's but true. it would hurt my feelings if someone was talking about my neck. But like his neck compared to his head, it's like <laughs> girthier, I think. And so the hair maybe is like, I don't know. It just, it, I, I don't get it. All right. Okay. The girth. Uh, 21, Jared Goff uh, is another uh, riches to rag story. That man was money in 2018. It's not just because he shredded the Vikings, uh, 2018. Uh, he was damn good. Uh, went to the Super Bowl, And then it was like, after that Super Bowl, that game was so defensively minded. Then that's what he was the rest of his career to date. I can't really see in things getting better with the lions. They probably have the worst wide receiving core in the league. Um, but yeah, golf, I still believe that there's gotta be the, the good productive dude in there somewhere. So I put him one spot ahead of uh, Carson Wentz. Who do you have at 21 Wes? 21. I have Carson Wentz. Um, as you touched on, you know, he, he had one really good uh, MVP like season got injured and had two or three mediocre seasons in between then uh, he goes back with uh, Frank Wright, who was the offensive coordinator for that uh, season where he was on fire. Uh, so, you know, hoping there's a little bit of magic there and he can uh, resume uh, being the player that, you know, we saw when he originally came in the league. 21 Sally. Um, I've got Jalen Hurts, and now that I'm thinking over this, I probably would have put him a little lower because we just haven't seen enough. Um, like Wes said, I believe, what are we talking about, four starts? Yeah. Um, so I probably did some of these other guys a disservice putting him this high. But, yeah, we'll see um, now that Peterson is out of there what's going to happen. I had him as well at number 20. Um, the stuff that I saw from him was promising. Um, I think we looked at him through a lens of, well, his numbers weren't as good as so-and-so's, but it's like, come on, man, he's only, you know, 20, 21 years old and he's playing his first four games. So he needs a full training camp, a full preseason. Um, then we'll see what he's really about. And I think in that system, I think he's about to good enough for 20th in the NFL, which brings me to number 19, Trevor Lawrence. I'll just put it bluntly. I, I buy into the hype. If he can stay healthy, <clears throat> I think he'll be quasi-generational. And for now, I think it's judicious to put him at number 19. Wes, number 19 for you. Oh, um, I don't know if we covered 20 for me. 
Um, oh, my bad. Really? No, no worries. Okay. Uh, 20 for me was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is where I have Fitzmagic uh, with him not having um, any, you know, really young quarterback in his rear view. I think they'll ride it out with Fitz. Um, he has a potential to be a Joe Flacco type quarterback for um, an extremely good defense and um, hopefully carry them back to the playoffs. So uh, 20 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. And where am I at with you, Sally? 19? No, I think I'm at 20 also. I didn't know. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Go for it. Um, well, again, me and Wes are, you know, basically the same person. I also had Fitzpatrick. (laughs) It has nothing to do with his beard or his chains. Um, I just, I really was impressed with what he did last year before uh, Tua took over. And again, you said Washington has no long-term plan um, at quarterback. I mean, who's going to take his job Heineke. Um, And again, but you know, I forgot until I was reading this, that Washington won um, the (laughs) NFC East at seven and nine. So yeah, I like him kind of similar to what I said about Dalton. He plays kind of fearlessly, um, he knows the role that he's been put in year after year after year. And I think for that reason, he just, he knows his time is limited. Might as well go out there, have fun and, uh, make the throws that he thinks are the best decisions at the time and doesn't work out, you know, he'll yeah. go out there again and, and, and play better, you know, in his mind. So I, yeah, I love Fitz. I think it's that gunslinger endorsement, uh, 19 since I, I jumped the gun. Who do you have Wes? Uh, this is where I have Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, lack of weapons in Detroit. Um, I think they're going to try and run the ball as much as they can. Um, they beefed up the offensive line. Um, and then, you know, he, Goff was underwhelming out in Los Angeles. So I, this is where I, I put Goff. Number 19, Sally. I have Jimmy Garoppolo there. Um, I don't know how we can really accurately rank him when he's missed uh, 26 games in four years. But, I, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall kind of with the 49ers that they are ready to move on. Um, you know, there was all those rumors that they tried to deal him and it didn't end up working out. I, I think that he's a good quarterback. We just haven't been able to see the consistency due to the, to the injuries. At number 18, I have Derek Carr. Um, I think that – portions of the national media and even the Minnesota Vikings fan base perceive Kirk Cousins kind of like I perceive Derek Carr. I just don't know if he's really that good. Uh, he has the numbers. Uh, I do a lot with the numbers just for a hobby, and he's usually there in the top 10 for stuff. Uh, but I, I look at the Raiders teams and they're never piss poor, but they, they only made that one cool run. And that was what, four years ago. Uh, so that wasn't even a run. It was just, you know, winning football games. So I have Derek Carr there because I, I can't under, I can't solve him. Was that when he broke his arm or leg? Yeah. I don't remember which one. Yeah. It was having MVP. Well, he wouldn't have won MVP, but yeah. he was talked about there. Yep. And then, yeah, that was when they, Oh, I'm blanking on those Raiders receivers names from five years ago. Oh, God, that was so long ago. It doesn't feel like that many years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to look them up because uh, it was a couple dudes that were kind of ending, ending their careers, but they still had the name sizzle. Uh, right. Who do you, who do you have at 18 Wes? Uh, same Derek Carr. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it, 
was Daryl when we had him on the on the show? You know, what does uh, John Gruden have against Derek Carr? Uh, he liquidated the offensive line this offseason. So <laughs> I think Derek Carr is going to be running for his life. And uh, I, I think they got rid of all their starting wide receivers and they're going with uh, some of the young bucks rugs from last year who was injured most of the year. Um, so yeah, Derek Carr. Uh, they went 12 and four that season in 2016. And the guy that I was thinking of in my brain was Crabtree. Crabtree. Yep. That's right. Who's next for you, Sally? Um, I've got golf. Um, they're pretty interchangeable with Carr for me, but um, yeah, same, same stuff you guys touched on. Um, I don't see Dan Campbell doing him any favors if Sean McVay couldn't, because uh, that guy seems like a nutcase. And yeah, no weapons, like you guys said. At 17, I have Joe Burrow. Uh, he did look good to me last year, but then his uh, rookie campaign was punctuated. I need to see a little bit more and make sure there's no sophomore slump and make sure he's back to normal. He should have the weaponry surrounding him. I got Burrow close to the middle of the pack at number 17, Wes. 17, I will put Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Uh, I think he's he's pretty much done. We'll probably see a Breeze-esque version of Roethlisberger this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this year usually that's a compliment yeah. <laughs> um they had to make some cuts or not bring back some players along the offensive line due to uh cap um uh, situations and then they went out and drafted running back in the first round a tight end in the second round um i i just don't see it don't see it happening for him yeah, he must be having um, yep. Next sort of life issue. Oh, I was going to take over. Next for you. At <laughs> you me two times and two nights. I can't believe myself. Uh, 17. Uh, me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got distracted with that. Uh, I'm going with Carr. Same reasons you guys said. Um, I kind of really liked him for a long time because I don't know if you remember, you guys remember that the rumor was that um, Spielman was going to like every Fresno State game and that Carr was his guy. Um, so I don't know. I always kind of follow what he's up to because of that, but, um, also like how weirdly religious he is bugs me as well. (laughs) Not that that should matter. And why does he always look like he's wearing eyeliner? Like he looks, he just left the emo concert. Yeah, no, I've noticed that too. Uh, Um, who's who's your next one right in the middle of the bunch Wes? Uh, for me, I have Baker Mayfield coming at 16, um, he obviously improved or ha- had a small leap last year, uh, as did the Browns making it to the playoffs. Um, but I, I think 16 is kind of right where he should rank. Middle of the pack, Sally. I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger there at 16. Um, I agree. What did they, the Steelers started, uh, 12 and 0 and then, um, pretty much face planted after that. He contributed to that, um, that game against the Browns wild card round. I think he threw three picks to start the game. Um, it was at least two. Um, sorry. I think it was two. And I just think he's washed up and he is at the bottom. <laughs> he is at the bottom of his division as far as all of those quarterbacks go. 
yeah. wow have times have changed oh that's just wild to hear an old man like that referred to as the bottom of that division because we all remember the heyday uh right in the middle for me i think this is somewhat poetic i did plant this way is matt ryan i don't know how to feel about him um he has been like a quintessential pocket passer for most of my yeah, not most of my, a lot of my adult life. Uh, I respect his game. I don't know what he'll be like without Julio. Uh, he seems like he's on the chopping block that when they go about six and 11 this year, that he'll be on somewhere else. So I got him right in the middle at number 15 for me. Uh, this is probably the biggest gap that Wes and I have. I have Jimmy Garoppolo because I believe he is a good quarterback. Um, I've seen it come from his hand that he's a good quarterback, uh, but he cannot stay healthy. He's never thrown more than seven touchdowns or he, he's thrown more than seven touchdowns just once in his career in a single season, which is mind boggling considering how long he's been in our psyches. So I have him slightly above average at number 15. Uh, Wes, who do you have at 15? So 15 through like 10 could all be interchangeable for me really. Uh, But for purposes of this, I will go with Matthew Stafford at number 15. Um, He's, you know, getting a change of scenery, he's getting an quote unquote offensive genius to, um, you know, partake the field under, um, but he couldn't get it done in Detroit. So I, I really don't know what, what to expect from him. Um, so yeah, he comes in at 15 on this block of similar quarterbacks that I, I'm working with. Sally 15, slightly above average. Uh, I've got Burrow there. Um, I know he's coming into year two off of an injury. Um, and despite being two and seven last year with the Bengals, that wasn't necessarily anything to do with him. I mean, he um, he rushed for touchdowns. I mean, he had a 406-yard uh, game in week seven. So um, I have a lot of confidence in him, and I think uh, this year he will continue to improve. All right. Well, we wish him the best of luck after week two or week two on is when he can just take <laughs> off uh, 14 West uh, 14. I will go with Matt Ryan here. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, Julio is gone. Uh, he does have Kyle Pitts coming in. Um, this is a team that's been built around the offense year in, year out. And defensively, they usually fall flat on their face and then the offense can't keep up and you know they're out of the playoff picture in october so mm-hmm. uh probably a similar fate for the falcons this year uh matt ryan at number 14 i think if you randomly for some weird reason put matt ryan on the broncos i think that he would be just fine and i wouldn't feel this meh about him i think it'd be like oh sweet matt ryan with that, those weapons that's just the dichotomy of how this works yeah. uh f- what are we at 14 for Sally again, Wes and I are in sync. Same with Matt Ryan. Um, I think that's a team that pretty much always has pretty high expectations on them and they seem to fall short, um, more so last year, I think than any year. Um, it seems like he's been there a million years and not much has happened (laughs) for them. Amen. Uh, Wes, now we're getting into kind of the upper echelon, the crust of the elite, uh, maybe not elite, crust of the darn goods, 13. Uh, 13, I will go uh, Joe Burrow here. Uh, coming off the injury, uh, they've surrounded him with 
weapons. They've beefed up the offensive line a little bit in the offseason as well. Um, he's set up for success, so I've got him ranking uh, 13th on my list. 13, Sally. Did you do 13 yet? No, I'm trying to switch up the... Oh, okay. Well, this is where the snafu goes and my uh, my missing is 13. So um, okay. I'm going to go Kyler. Um, no disrespect to him. He's a great athlete. Um, it's pretty phenomenal how he can escape pressures. Um, that's just kind of where he ended up fitting in for me. 13, I have this man who authored 3,803 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. You guys are low on him. I am not quite that low. Ben Roethlisberger. That stat line still cuts it in the NFL, in my opinion. Those were not garbage time numbers. And he's got a bum rap because of age. So some of us are ageists, not you guys, but we just assume that he's garbage now or getting close to garbage. And I'm not ready to say that quite yet. So I'm putting Roethlisberger at 13. Uh, back up the snake for me. Number 12 is Matthew Stafford. I, I enjoy his game. I, I enjoy, well, I don't enjoy watching him, but I respect what he does as a passer. But as a Minnesota Vikings fan, there has never been a single game in my life when he's been on the other side of the field. And I've been like, oh boy, Stafford's on the field. It's usually delightful for me. I'm like, oh, cool. We have the Lions and Stafford. And if he was really a top 10 quarterback, he should inspire fear in my loins, but he doesn't. So I am going to go Stafford at 12. Um, it was probably a kind of an indicting little speech that I gave. Uh, but yeah, I still consider him top 12 because he is a terrific passer of the ball. He's pretty darn clutch when he gets the opportunity, but I can't quite put him in the top 10. Number 12, Wes. Number 12, I have the other... Uh, first round quarterback from last year, Justin Herbert. Uh, he and Burrow could essentially be interchangeable on this list. Um, both young up and coming quarterbacks and the teams uh, have, you know, started to surround them with weapons and uh, try and set them up for success as best as possible. So um, I expect good things from both of them this year. That is very fair ranking. Number 12 for Sally. Um, well, this is where I had the, okay. This is where I figured out my mix up. So, um, it's really Kyler, but I didn't talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, so I'm going to have him at 12. I really think that Baker is going to be even more successful under Stefanski this year. We saw what an improvement he made last year. Um, only 26 touchdowns for him, which I think is low, um, but, and eight picks, but I just think that the Browns are really going to build off of that confidence from last year. And, um, yeah, I think he's got, he's in a perfect position with Stefanski. Amen. Number 11, uh, Wes. Uh, this is where our quarterback ranks in for me, Kirk cousins, number 11. Um, obviously he's in a run first offense. Um, but there are a bevy of weapons, a revamp offensive line, um, yeah, number 11, probably just a vamped because we didn't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a word. Sally, number 11. I've also got Kirk there. Um, for the reasons that were said, I think with the, uh, adjustments to the defense this week, that could ultimately be higher because, um, there's going to be less pressure on them to maybe score because it's 
you know, the other team is going to have a lower score. Maybe he will feel less pressure there. Uh, but I think we know Kirk is kind of a guy that needs things to go perfectly. Um, or he kind of loses sight of, uh, of what the plan was. So yeah, I'm going with Kirk. Please don't anyone kill me. <laughs> At number 11, I have Kirk Daniel cousins as well. Um, I, I don't I don't get the everything needs to be perfect narrative because I watched him in Washington where things were indeed not perfect um, and they usually got to at least eight wins. Um, but uh, here's the deal: I've I've watched the man do the you like or yeah you like that came coming back from 24 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2016 or 2015. Did the same against the Denver Broncos in a game that, which I attended. That was just pandemonium in the fourth quarter. And then in overtime against the Saints at the Superdome, um, he pioneered a win, shocking fashion. And I, that's enough clutch gene for me to believe he has in him to get the team to the promised land. Uh, I think that the, the factors that he needs are defense that's not 29th in the NFL, an offensive line that isn't habitually in the bottom five for tax protection. I don't think that's too much to ask, nor is it perfection. Uh, that's what I have for Cousins. Um, I, every time I do this, a lot of people on podcasts try to get me into some big homerism Kirk quote, but I always end up, no matter how I do these rankings, as he's about the 11th best in the league. And uh, I'm glad that happens. And that was another one where I, I had no agenda. I was hoping he'd get in the top 10 so you guys could roast me. But nope. I had him at number 11. Uh, let's see. Number 10, just above Cousins. Ooh, I lost my way here. Uh, Justin Herbert. I have him ahead of Cousins only because of the uh, youth factor that uh, Herbert could blossom into a top three dude within the next three years. Uh, he has to avoid a sophomore slump, but from what I saw, uh, he was terrific. He did not deserve to win the Rookie of the Year award because, in my humble opinion, Justin Jefferson was a better wide receiver than Justin Herbert was quarterback. Uh, that's my my spiel. I've said it several times. Uh, who do you have at number 10, the top 10 of uh, NFL quarterbacks? Wes. Uh, this is where I have Ryan Tannehill. Um, as I mentioned, from 15 to 10, they're all kind of interchangeable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you know Julio on on the team, um, presumably as the number two, um, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Um, I, I think he's going to have a career year this year. Well, good thing it's in the AFC, huh? Absolutely. Uh, who is your first top tenor, Sally? Okay. Well, Dustin, I always see you comparing these two and, uh, Kirk and Matt Stafford. I have always been pretty high on Matt Stafford and I know that doesn't make sense given, uh, the success rate for him. However, I think he's been in kind of a no win, uh, literal situation in, um, Detroit. I was really surprised, um, on his last contract extension that he did resign with them given, um, the uncertainty every year at coach, Uh, A head coach, the front office there is always weird um, with the GMs and they haven't really gotten him a lot of help since Calvin Johnson. Um, He's always running for his life. He's always injured. He's always injured and playing through an injury. Um, And I just have always liked him and respected um, that he does play through those things. So I think a fresh start for him um, with a new team, um, Sean McVay, it's going to be huge no longer has to live in Detroit, gets to play outside. Um, I just think he's going to be happy to, and really appreciate the fresh start. 
I don't think there'll be a person on planet earth that will be shocked if the Rams take off and go 11 and one out of the gate and Stafford is MVP candidate, because this is what he's always wanted. I don't think anybody would be surprised at that. I just need to see it first. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I ask. Absolutely. Number nine, uh, Wes. Number nine for me is Kyler Murray. Mm, Okay. Uh, Entering year three, if I'm not mistaken, this is typically the, the prove it year. Uh, He, has gradually gotten better. Um, I'd mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the show, how last year it was the uh, Hopkins show with Murray and nothing else. And when that broke down, he went to his feet. So obviously he's going to have to develop and find a, a second and third option and trust in them enough uh, to stay on the field. Because if he's scrambling again, as much as he did last year, I don't know if it'll be sustainable for the year. Amen. Number nine, Sally. Um, Nine, I am going Herbert. Um, uh, Pretty much for the exact same reason you guys said, uh, the inexperience, but obviously the talent is definitely there. Number nine, I have Ryan Tannehill. The man's statistics should floor you over the past two years. He was brought into Titans, not even to start, but to be a contingency plan. Lo and behold, he statistically, I kid you not, is about a top five quarterback. Uh, but here's here's my little analogy. You could take Kirk Cousins and put him on the Titans. They're going to be the exact same team that they are right now. You could take Ryan Tannehill, put him on the Vikings. They're going to be the exact same team that they are. Um, the only thing that Tannehill might have an edge on is that he doesn't seem to have those games that make you want to vomit. Uh, however, Kirk has a stronger arm, in my opinion, uh, than Tannehill. And Kirk has demonstrated that aforementioned clutch gene. And I haven't really seen that from Tannehill. But then again, I haven't watched all of Tannehill's games. I have uh, Tannehill at number nine. And then I have at number eight, Kyler Murray. I think he is on the cusp of a breakout MVP caliber season. I think this is the year that he puts it all together. Although I don't care about them whatsoever, I think the Cardinals are slept on. I think Kyler Murray takes Kyler Murray takes his next step this year. He's a mobile quarterback that I am impressed by that can also pass the ball and you know one that probably prefers to pass it, whereas Lamar Jackson, who we'll get to soon, uh, prefers to run it, in my humble opinion. Wes, who are we at with number eight for you? Uh, this is where I have Lamar Jackson. Who- oh, what a segue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lamar does prefer to use his legs. Uh, I think a lot of that was due to him not having um, any definitive options outside of uh, Andrews, the tight end. Hollywood Brown is a good wide receiver. I don't think he is a number one wide receiver. Um, Having Rashad Bateman in camp should help alleviate some of that pressure. I I think Bateman has uh, what it takes to be a number one. So. Um, hope to see a, a little bit more out of Jackson's arm this year. And then also row the boat, go Gophers on that shout out. Uh, Sally, who's next for you? Um, I know this is going to be low for you or, uh, for you guys, but I'm going with Dak Prescott. Um, I know he's coming off the injury, which maybe, which all, it looked way worse than it ended up being thankfully for him. I just, I don't know. I've never really been in a believer that's all I got. It just doesn't. No. <laughs> NFC East. Uh, that's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to necessarily point to that he's not good at. It's just not a 
general vibe that I like. Just as she has a fetish for red hair and then Kevin Stefanski, she has the antithesis for the NFC East. It's all, it's all like <laughs> just this nasty, like, no thanks. Well, uh, you guys, you got to look, this is how I grew up, right? In Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia, you would think everyone there is Washington football team fans. That would make sense. You live two hours south of there. No, it is this hodgepodge of like Washington, Dallas would be maybe want number one. Then it's Eagles and Giants. It's all NFC East oh, all gross. the time. Chirp, 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 chirp. Gross. And it used to be decent, right? It used to be like Washington was good. Dallas was good in like the 90s. <laughs> and then um, so just I think just growing up around that, I'm just kind of tarnished. Yeah. I was forced to wear a Dallas Cowboys starter jacket to school in fourth grade. Oh, boy. <laughs> Because call CPS. Well, yeah. I mean, my my parents were getting divorced. My dad was a Vikings oh. fan. My new stepdad was like, no, fuck you. Cause that was 98, right? Or 99, <laughs> you know, whatever. I just got a lot of trauma around those teams. And now that they suck, it's just so cool. <laughs> that was that was one of the best speeches we've had on this show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Wes, you're up at number seven, right? Number seven. All right. This is the contentious pick. This is where I have Deshaun Watson. I have him on the list. Um, Will he play this season? More than likely not. He'll probably take the Adrian Peterson path and wind up on the commissioner's exempt list uh, for the year. Um, It's weird and a little interesting that we haven't really heard anything, any God, news on that front for a month and a half to two months. Uh, I'm sure the NFL is doing you know, what they can to quiet it as much as possible while they investigate it themselves. But uh, until a decision has come down uh, regarding his status, I will uh, put him on this list. Uh, for those curious, I would have had him at number three, had none of this massage stuff ever come out. If he would have been traded to the Broncos or the Dolphins, as we thought might happen, I would have put him at number three. Um, where yeah, do- it's really weird that this is still, that there, this has been so quiet. Um, it's kind of alarming, honestly. And I know that he hasn't been convicted of anything. I know this is a civil matter, but it's, as a female NFL fan, when stuff like this happens, it it makes me question why I give them so much of my money. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they prove time and time again, that it's just not a priority for them. They want it to be quiet. They don't want to tarnish their brand. Um, and so it's, it is disappointing and it, it creates a lot of conflict for me personally. Um, I just don't see how he gets out there. Um, it's not like it's one person, you know, um, saying this, but anyway, Who's your, number, who's your number seven? <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Uh, Tannehill. Um, I Ooh. think he's going to have a great year as well. Um, and like you said, two years ago, we just thought that guy was done and he's been doing great. Two years ago on this list, Ryan Tannehill probably would have been about 29 or 30 for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he, did no, he did nothing wrong in Miami. They just didn't believe in him. My number seven is Dak Prescott. I am a fan of him. I think somebody on Twitter asked me, they were going to get me like you're taking Prescott for cousins straight up. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. I would take Prescott over cousins. I think he's a better quarterback. He has his whole prime ahead of him. And uh, I'm not a 
fan, but I think he's pretty darn talented. So Prescott at number seven. My number six is Lamar Jackson. Uh, I do enjoy his game, but I'm going to caution folks, and this will make some people roll their eyes, and I'll say it as gingerly as they possibly can. He's going to get hurt at some point, and he will be Cam Newton-esque by age 30 or 31 because that's what happens to players that act like running backs. Uh, He is a tremendous asset as a quasi running back hybrid quarterback to the Ravens and hopefully for their sake to get Super Bowl out of it. But we've seen it with Randall Cunningham, Newton, Michael Vick, RG3, all of these uh, runners that prefer to do that. They always end up getting hurt like clockwork because that's what happens to men that run the football. So it's cautionary tale there, but he is damn good. Um, Happy for his sake that he got the MVP. He deserved it in his sophomore season. I have him at number six. Wes, who do you have number six is where i have Dak prescott coming in uh for everything that you guys mentioned before uh obviously coming off the injury uh dallas loaded up the offense last offseason and in the draft uh this this offseason they focused on the defense so um with a healthy deck you know maybe they can be aiden nine instead of <laughs> yeah. defense eight eight. garbage again <laughs> yeah Who, who's your number six sally this is the nitty-gritty doesn't it still feel so weird in your brain to do 17 games mm-hmm. yeah I, I can't get used to it <laughs> um i also have lamar jackson for the exact reasons um that you said it's been um fascinating to watch him but i i think as you said that his days are are numbered with this type of play and i hope that we are wrong Number five, Wes. Uh, number five, Josh Allen. Uh, he made a huge leap last year. Uh, he was probably, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, if I had to rank it last year going into the season. And he put on a MVP-esque uh, show, um, which can only get better. Um, I, I don't think he takes a step back. They are continuing to add around him. Uh, he'll have a full off season, um, with digs again. So should five, be good. Five Sally. You're going to be shocked, but it's Josh Allen, <laughs> uh, for those exact reasons, uh, 35 touchdowns, 10 picks, um, and I don't think any of us obviously suspected that um, didn't start out too well for him, but with the weapons he has uh, that's improved greatly. And I think he has, he's kind of arrogant, cocky guy. And I think he's only going to get better. I also have him at number five um, this time last year, for some reason, uh, Buffaloans wanted to equate him to Kirk cousins. And I don't know why, uh, but to that point, Allen had been inaccurate and not all that great, but he was blossoming. So I, uh, you know, was forced to compare Cousins and Allen's body as a work. And in terms of statistics, Cousins was always better. So when Allen broke out into this mini MVP season, at least once a week, I still have somebody that goes into my messages <laughs> saying, this you, this you question mark about some Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins tweet. And if I cared enough to reply, I would say I compared first two seasons to Kirk's first two seasons as a starter. I compared the point to date. I never once said that Allen was going to be a lesser quarterback in the future than Kirk Cousins. But to that point, Kirk Cousins was the better quarterback. As of now, Allen is the better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. It's unfortunate with those Bills fans because I think obviously we want to like them. I mean, we have so much in common with them. 
Um, I really admire uh, Bill's Mafia, not necessarily their antics, but their dedication. They travel really well. I don't remember if you remember that wild card game in Jacksonville. I mean, they pretty much filled it up. Um, and so I want to really like them, but it seems like since the digs deal, they just are so arrogant and they keep coming after us. And it's like, look, it was just a mutually beneficial thing. We're not mad, or at least I'm not mad about it anymore. I never really was mad about it. Like, why are you guys messing with us? They seem like they've just gotten really arrogant and I just don't know if we can vibe with them anymore. Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. I don't <laughs> understand it. And they still try to compare the trade now like, well, Diggs still led the league in receiving yards. And it's like, I would have been happy if Jefferson had 750 receiving yards because that would have meant he was trending in the right direction. But no, he set the NFL record. So we have a guy, this commodity in his first year that rivaled Diggs's production in his prime. So yeah, I, no good for Diggs. Good that he's he loves and likes to play video games with Josh and all that. That's fine, yeah. by, fine by me. Number four, yeah. I have Aaron Rodgers. The thing about Rodgers that nobody cared about from 2015 to 2019, he began to take a subtle performance decline. I thought, and I was wrong, I thought that that was going to continue and that he would be just a damn good quarterback, not a great quarterback. I was wildly incorrect. He won an MVP, and now he and the Packers front office has created this uh, mess for themselves, and I love it. Uh, Wes, who do you have at number four? Number four, Russell Wilson. Oh, boy, that's low. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's been tasked with having to do it all. Um, he complained about wanting, you know, offensive line protection. They added some via trade uh, and in free agency, but um, really did nothing in the draft to address um, any long-term um, support on the offensive line. Um so I, I have him out of the the top boys as uh, number four. Okay. Who's your number four? Yeah, you can kind of see that going kind of the way of Green Bay with him speaking out that he needs help and them not doing it. He doesn't have the Rodgers personality to do that, but it is pretty disrespectful. But I'm going Tom Brady. Um, honestly, I wish I could put him lower just because, <laughs> uh, you know, we still, we'll, we still see flashes of – you know, his prime, but then you see those really bad stretches of a game where you almost don't even want to watch. You got to look away, but I think his leadership, um, and his, it's so invaluable what he brings as far as being a leader. So number three, Wes, uh, number three for me, this is where I have Brady. Um, he was able to get it done last year. So I, I keep him, you know, entrenched in the top three. Uh, I do wish I could push him down the list a little bit as well. Uh, but until it is proven different, um, got to keep him up there. Number three, Sally. I'm going Rogers there. Um, I, I, we've all seen enough. I don't really need to say anything. No caption needed. <laughs> uh, I've got Brady at number three. And in terms of raw performance, he could probably be placed on this list at seven or eight. Um, but after we witnessed last year, I can't do that. And I was silly to even think about it. Um, when, when ESPN or who, whatever entity ranks best athletes of all time in whatever order, it should be Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady. Uh, and Tom Brady had a strong case from being with the best of the best. He is a killer and he's shown it 
every time. And I think we've sort of settled. Is it really just Belichick in the system? Nope. It's, it's, it's Brady. Uh, and I think not having him in the top three after that storybook, you know, age 43 season, which is unholy uh, would be disrespectful. Number two, I have Russell Wilson for a very simple reason that he's this high. When I am watching a Russell Wilson game, I have this, especially when it's my team playing him, I have this barometer of butterflies in my stomach. And the only two that light it up are the guy I'm about to mention and Russell Wilson, where I absolutely know what's going to happen when the fourth quarter is on the line. There's no doubt in my mind that when Russell Wilson gets the ball and it's an achievable game-winning drive, it's going to happen. And there's two quarterbacks in the league that do that. Brady used to do that. Now it's like he's probably going to, but Wilson and the next guy, not very secret is a guarantee. And so I have Wilson at number two. Wes, who do you have at number two? Uh, number two, this is where I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, I, I am aware of the decline uh, prior to last year. Um, I think with everything that is going on between uh, he and the front office, uh, if he does play this year, it probably won't be Green Bay. And if it's not Green Bay, I can see um, a Tom Brady-esque fire lit under him to once again prove uh, everybody else wrong. So, Who is your number two, Sally? Um, I'm going with Russell there for the same reason that you said, basically. I mean, he's so athletic, um, and the comeback ability is just you can't make it up. I, if we did this last year, if we had this podcast last year, I would have been bold enough to put Wilson at number one. That's how much I respected him uh, after his fall off. I don't know if that was team induced or what it was last year. Uh, I I'd be silly not to put Mahomes at the top. I think we all have done that for quite obvious reasons. Uh, played his heart out in Super Bowl. The rest of the world finally learned what it's like to have an offensive line that doesn't do the job. Uh, so yeah, Mahomes is our universal number one, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything, anything, anything surprising on this list before we jump off air for many of us. Only thing surprising to me is how difficult this is to do. And I have, (laughs) I have a new respect for those of you that do this like once a week. (laughs) Be cool. If I did this once a week, I should, I should start doing it once a week and send it to her. If it's fluctuates. Uh, The only thing I'm going to call out one more time is that uh, the San Francisco resident was supremely low on Jimmy Garoppolo. And that was the biggest gap, I think, really between any of us was a 10 spot variance between Dustin's Jimmy Garoppolo and Wes's Jimmy Garoppolo. So book it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, he's got the 411. All right, Sally, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep our name, please. We want to have you back. I think we mentioned that we might do this for running backs. Wes and I'll talk about it. And you said no thanks. Was that correct? <laughs> Look, I learned my lesson on procrastinating. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'll we'll have to, we'll see. It just stresses me out. I don't, it'll be a little trickier too, because like Kareem hunt will have to be in the top 32, but that means some team gets bumped. So, you know, tough shit. So, well, yeah. And so many teams just rotate, you know, yeah. backs yeah. all game. Now that's the style. So, oh yeah. Fantasy footballers know all about it. I, I have sleepless nights over that garbage. I don't really have sleepless nights, but it's a cool thing to say on air. Uh, yeah. It, when I, when I started playing fantasy football in 2002, you got, one running back and then the RB two maybe saw the field for five snaps. And now it's just 15 right. apiece, and you just have to hope and choose. That's what we have for NFL trend zone tonight. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back next week. Um, and we will see you then. You are watching a master at work.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.